prepare to enter a whole new dimension. It's a view from space with the spaceman. Only on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. If you're listening on 640 Toronto, welcome. If you're listening at home on your PC or your Mac, and do a little web surfing while you listen, welcome to you. The uh, prophets of the Old Testament gave well over 150 perimeters that identify the Babylon of the last days. Who do you think the Babylon is? The church basically teaches that the Babylon is more than a religious system. It's a spiritual system that's to be implemented in the future. And people who profess to be Christians will not have to know or deal with this Babylon of the future because they, in fact, will not be here by the time the resurrected Babylon is implemented. See, they claim the rapture. Now, if you are one of those, I want to tell you, I believe that you are deceived. I believe you don't know what you're seeing or what you're believing. And you're lost because you don't know where you are. See, a lot of people think that the Babylon of old Iraq is going to resurface again, be rebuilt up, get its oil flowing, and become the great commerce center that it once was when the first Babylon reigned with Nebuchadnezzar. But I tell you now that Babylon is here and it's here now. It's called America. And that great Babylon is going to fall via a nuclear attack. It's all in Revelation. And it's very clear in Revelation, if you know what you're looking for. Babylon would be the youngest and the greatest of the end-time nations. America is only what? Just over a couple hundred years old, right? Is there any economy? Is there any military? Any political system that has dominated more than America has in just this last century and a half? Also, Babylon will be the queen among nations be the most powerful nation in the world. So far I'm describing America, am I not? Babylon would be the hammer of the whole earth. Is it not hammering all of the earth right now? Babylon is called a lady in the Bible. 
and has the symbol of a lady, the Statue of Liberty. Babylon would be praise of the whole earth. Isn't that what America, everybody says about America? I'd love to go to America and make money, be rich, be free. Babylon will be the center of world trade. Isn't America right now the economic engine of the world? It would be the richest nation in the world, is it not right now? Is there a society, is there a group of people in this world that are better off than the American? All nations that will trade with Babylon will grow rich and everybody that does business with them. Of course, they have to change their laws. But isn't everyone that does trade with them? Look at China. Grow rich. The merchants of Babylon are the great men of the earth. J.P. Morgan. America. Rockefeller, America. The great merchants, the great men of the earth, they're American. Has great wealth. Babylon is a land quartered by mighty rivers, it says in Isaiah 18.2. Isn't America? It's measured out and populated throughout. That's America. People live in America in every state, every single state. There's not one area where there's no one living. It's a view from space on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto, describing the resurrected Babylon, America. Babylon destroys her own land with pollution and waste, it also says in that Bible. And isn't that what America has done? Babylon would be a land of rich mineral wealth. She has that too. The leading importer nation of the world. That's her. That's America. And I can go on and on. Babylon's musicians are known around the world. Do you know any Arabic musicians? How many American musicians can you name? Babylon skies will be filled with the sound of aircraft. It's one of the busiest centers in the world. America. Babylon has a huge space industry that mounts up to the heavens. Well, that can only describe one country, America. Babylon will be the high-tech Weapons and Abilities Leader. That's in Jeremiah 51. Also repeated again in Habakkuk. 
Babylon is a nation filled with warm water seaports. Babylon would be a republic or a democracy that's ruled by many councils. Babylon's governmental system will break down. Babylon's leaders would use astrology, seers, and mystics for guidance. You just have to go as far as Nancy Reagan and listen to the numbers that I put out show after show on A View From Space on the new Mojo Radio 640 Toronto about the Bush administration and all of the incredible occult happenings in the last four and a half years. So much more to come about Revelation and the Antichrist. Coming up on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto, with a view from space. I'm the guy that calls space on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. Babylon resurrected. Here today, here now. Being run by the royal families of Europe that trace their descendants all the way back to Nimrod and even farther back. England is the seat, is the head of all occult happenings in the world. And America is the the daughter. It's family. George Bush is the 13th cousin of Queen Elizabeth II. And many, I believe it's 12 presidents directly related to the royal family. She is Babylon, resurrected. What other nation do you know of that fits all the perimeters? It's surrounded by a lot of water. America is surrounded by the Atlantic, Pacific, the Gulf of Mexico, the Gulf of Alaska, the Bering Sea, Hudson's Bay, the Arctic Ocean. And when you talk about America as the daughter of England, you have to include us. You have to include Canada. Don't you? I mean, after all, when they open Parliament and knock on the doors, don't they use a black rod? And the black rod has the symbol on the top of it of the order of the garter, the highest order, closest to the royals. And when the black rod opens our doors to the lawmaking and decision-making in Canada, what's the first thing that goes in? It's the scepter that represents the queen that walks in and sets down. Who is our supreme commander of our armed forces? Is it the prime minister? If you thought that, you were wrong. It's the Governor General. 
the Queen's representative. That's right. It's Adrian Flexen, the head, the supreme commander of the Canadian Armed Forces. So when you're talking about Babylon and talking about America, you have to include Canada. A young whelp of the lion. No one is Britain. So it's all of North America. Babylon. If not her, then who else? Were Iraq? America's infrastructure is hugely reliant on trade by sea. As a matter of fact, the great city Babylon, New York City, has the largest seaport in the world. And don't forget, the Bible says this generation will not pass till all these things are fulfilled. What generation do you think he was talking about? It's this generation. The clock started ticking December 17, 1917, the day Jerusalem was taken. Fulfilling Haggai 2.18. A generation is 70 years. That's 7-0. But the hidden time code in Psalm 90 reveals that by manner of Israel's strength shall be given 10 more years running it out to 80. The first 70 years passed in 1987 when Jerusalem was taken back from the Turks. 1917. And there's a pause of the time clock here known as the watch in the night. And when this watch is over, the clock will commence ticking. And three years into the last ten will mark the beginning of the tribulation. I believe we're in this watch period right now. America, the daughter of Babylon, will be destroyed by fire in one hour. And the nations of the earth will watch her burn from far off. What does it say? For in one hour so great a riches has come to naught, and every shipmaster and all the company of ships and sailors, and as many as trade by sea, stood far off. The mother of Babylon, England, will watch her daughter, America, be destroyed, and will do nothing to help her. Amer uh, I'm sorry, England herself will die a slow death. Not long after she watches, America burn in the distance. All the other nations, or the kings of the earth, will also watch her burn in utter shock. America will be destroyed to the utter horror of the world. It will have a catastrophic event or effect on the rest of the world, this event, this one-time hit. In every way that you can think of, the world is run from Wall Street. 
And Wall Street's that harlot that sits on top of the beast. And the perimeters that are given to come about with this total nuclear annihilation are simple. America, including a lot of Canada, will be destroyed by fire utterly, and she will never be inhabited again, forever. A sneak attack from American enemies right over the pole, right over the North Pole, utterly catching the resurrected Babylon, America, off guard and she'll be utterly destroyed. The book says in Jeremiah 5.0, Call together the archers against Babylon. All you that bend the bow, camp against it, round about. Let none thereof escape. We're not talking about a bunch of archers here. No. We're talking about intercontinental ballistic missiles. This is why Jeremiah distinctly refers to those who bend the bow. Those who have the ability to fire an arrow the furthest. Say, across an ocean? Or maybe from a submarine in the Arctic? And notice it's roundabout. The surprise is alluded to with let none thereof escape. The surprise attack catches America, Babylon off guard, and destroys its nuclear missile launch capabilities. The U.S. will be able, unable to launch a counter-assault, leaving American people and their military helpless and in ruin. It decimates America's military power in one stroke. Unable to launch an offensive, it utterly burns to the ground. All of its walls will be broken down. And those who survive will have to endure the quick breakdown of what's left of society that goes into utter chaos and anarchy. And hasn't America already shown that to their people in the movies? How many times have you seen that plot acted out on the big silver screen? After a nuclear holocaust. You can name the movies yourself. I don't need to name them for you. It's the Spaceman on the new Mojo Radio 640 Toronto. Coming back with more on the resurrected Babylon and who she is in Revelation. with more on that. He's the man they call space, and there's a really good reason. Get ready to find out things you never knew and be amazed by what you should know. It's a view from space on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. In my in the space now, Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm calling America the resurrected Babylon, which will be destroyed 
and all of the world will watch in horror. Also, it says, as God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah and the neighbor cities thereof, so shall no man abide there, neither shall any man dwell therein. And Babylon, the glory of kingdoms, the beauty of the Chaldees' excellency shall be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. America is going to be a heap and a ruin, including parts of North America. That would mean us. The reason why is because Canada is very subtly referred to in the text when you pay close attention. England, you see, has cubs or lion's whelps. Canada is clearly one of those whelps. And Babylon is referred to in a whole different connotation, interchanging them sometimes with the, with the word daughter. Sometimes she's referred to as the daughter of the Chaldeans. See, a Chaldean was a tribe that preceded the Babylonians in ancient times, and a lot of the Babylonian language is based on the Chaldean language. They were nomadic people, and populated land that was north of where Babylon was eventually established. And they were eventually integrated into Babylonia and disappeared as a tribe. And if you check out Jeremiah 50 and 51, Babylon is called the daughter of the Chaldeans. And at other times, the use of those words, land of the Chaldeans, doesn't seem to fit with Babylon. Sometimes both are used in the same verse conspicuously. Like in Jeremiah 50:45, therefore here you the counsel of the Lord that has taken against Babylon and its purposes and he has purposed against the land of the Chaldeans. And at other times Babylon is referred to as Chaldea. Chaldea and Babylon were two separate entities in history. And the next verse in Jeremiah, chapter 50, And Chaldea shall be a spoil. All that spoil her shall be satisfied. Now, I'm sure God doesn't just throw around any old word for nothing. Chaldea and Babylon are two distinct places that will suffer the same fate. And using both these names is used intentionally to convey something. Remo Jeremiah 50. Again, remove out of the midst of Babylon and go forth out of the land of the Chaldeans. This isn't just poetry here. This is indicating two separate titles for the same entity. England is the mother of the Chaldeans. Just as the word Babylon is also described as the daughter of the Chaldeans. That means there's a third party involved here, as mother and daughter cannot have the same land area. Yet two will be destroyed. 
So Chaldea can only be referred to Canada symbolically and directly relating to her as a distinct land other than Babylon. Because, you see, the mother of Babylon will watch her daughter be destroyed. England watches America get hit. Jeremiah 50 again. The word of the Lord spoke against Babylon and against the land of the Chaldeans. Jeremiah the prophet. That conclusively confirms that Babylon and the land of the Chaldeans are not the same thing. They are two different places and two different entities. It can only be Canada. All three nations are inextricably linked. Canada, England, America. Very closely related with each other. Like a kind of family. So Canada will be a partaker of America. Babylon's plagues wither. And Jeremiah was very specific as to when this Babylon would arise. As a matter of fact, he says it will be the last major nation on the earth. But you've got to pay attention. Jeremiah 50 again. Your mother shall be sore confounded that she bear you and shall be ashamed. Behold, the hindermost of the nations shall be a witness to Babylon becoming a wilderness, a dry land, and a desert. And this term, hindermost, doesn't just refer to distance. It's talking about time in the distant future. The hindermost are the last of them. The mother of Babylon, England, will be in complete dismay with her daughter, America, when she's destroyed and made into a permanent wilderness, just like your after-the-nuclear-attack movies have suggested all along to you, have already embedded it into your mind. It will be the last power. And only America and England fulfill every single perimeter to a T. Now, there's something strange here in the way that Jeremiah depicts how Babylon is taken by surprise. He speaks in a way that points to a pre-event that triggers the annihilation of America or the resurrected Babylon. He seems to allude to something that incapacitates Babylon so that the enemy from the north can strike by surprise. At one point, he says the king of Babylon is alarmed and frightened at what's taking place. The way that Jeremiah describes this assault is not in an orderly way either. He describes something that happens to put America, Babylon, into this position for a sneak attack 
More on that coming right up. On the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm Space. You've got a view from Space. Babylon, which is America, and Chaldea, as I've been talking about, representing, that's us, isn't it? When you think about how close we are to England and how close we are to America, Jeremiah 50 says a sword is on the Chaldeans and on the inhabitants of Babylon, and on her princes, and on her wise men. A sword is upon the liars. I wonder if those are the people on television, or the people that are telling us that don't worry about the rise of Babylon because you'll be raptured long before Babylon rises. Maybe it is. And a sword is on her mighty man, soldiers. And they'll be dismayed. A sword is on their horses and on their chariots. Armored vehicles. And all the mingled people. Because you see, North America has taken people in from all over the world. All nations have mingled here. And they'll become as women, frightened and panicked. And a sword is on her treasures, and they'll be robbed. That tells me a financial collapse. And when you study the text, you've got to come to the conclusion that these swords happen before the arrows in order. In the end, Babylon becomes utterly uninhabitable after the surprise attack. So there's nowhere else to place this but before the attack. And Jeremiah 50 and 51 tells you that all of these things come on the people unawares. And a sword means plagues and pestilence in the Bible. And the swords in Jeremiah 50 are not caused by natural means, by locusts and flies. No, it's something else. And you know what I'm getting to. SARS was one. The bird flu is the one being talked about now by the World Health Organization, an arm of the United Nations, which is the precursor to the one world government. And look at all the talk about all the vaccines and the flu shots, urging people to get the vaccines. 
Could it possibly be that so many people will be taking vaccines for a flu or another disease and will, in fact, be the plague? Catching them unawares? It could possibly be. It's the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto on space, and a view from space. Then, the sudden attack occurs. In one hour, Babylon is wiped out. And I refer for you to the news story December 7th, just oh, 10 days ago. Russia reveals that it's got strategic bombers with cruise missiles capable of delivering a massive precision strike thousands of miles away. After months of hints from the leader of Russia, Putin, telling everybody he's developed a missile that will rival the West's and that these cruise missiles have a range of more than 3,000 clicks and can hit a target to within a few meters while carrying a warhead of 100 kilotons and more. And this is, this is an announcement that came out after months of like cryptic statements from Putin about his top generals developing a new missile program that was way ahead of any Western rival, including technology developed by the United States. And then I bring up the missile defense system based in space. which will obviously, if you believe the Bible in Jeremiah 50, will not work if it's in place or if it gets in place in time. How long do we have? Till 2012? When the Mayan clock calendar runs down? And by the way, that date, 2012, the Mayan calendar, does not mean the end of the world. It merely means the end of the way we've been living and marks a change, a definite change in the way we will live after that. I've got a sneaking suspicion it's going to make September 11, 2001 just a little hiccup in a week. It's the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto on space. Back in a minute. Emails at spaceman at 640toronto.com or space at 640toronto.com. You've got a comment at 416-870-6400. Star 640 on yourself. The Spaceman with a beautiful space. It's the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome. You're listening on 640 Toronto. Or you're listening live on 
AM640Toronto.com. Where and who is the Antichrist? And what is the diverse beast? In the last days of the empire, prophesied in scriptures, there's a lot of opposing opinions and views. But there's only really two sides. Two groups, two camps. One's waiting the birth of the EU into a revived Roman Empire. And the other side, the other camp, who has seen and has been aware of what Bible prophecy in fact says about the end-time Babylon and America as their central location of activities, both camps utterly reject each other's viewpoint. And for obvious reasons. But what will in fact prove and turn out to be true is something quite different altogether. We've got self-ordained prophets now standing up and pointing at an antichrist saying, this is the guy. And setting dates as to when it starts. And what's disturbing in every interpretation and understanding of these identities of the Antichrist in Babylon is that none of them fulfill the perimeters set down by the prophets in the Bible. For the most part, there's a, a fact, very little real understanding that people have of Daniel and John's beasts, Nebuchadnezzar's tree, and the great image of a man. And the Bible's real detailed and specific as to who and what are the identity of the beasts. And there's two problems involved with popular understanding, and those being a, a dual understanding of the two beasts of Revelation 13 and a lack of knowledge in the meaning of the tree and the image. And unless you put all the perimeters together, can you understand the difference between the many beasts and who's who, and more specifically, who and where is the Antichrist in relation to these beasts? We have a, a few beasts and dragons spoken of in different areas that are connected with each other in the Bible and a few areas of Scripture pertaining to the same events. John and Daniel prophesy about them. I've got more on that coming up on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. This is a view from space. for a journey to places he didn't know existed. This is A View from Space with Gary Bell, only on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. Now, in order to understand the Antichrist, we've got to start with Nebuchadnezzar's great image in the tree in the midst of the earth. The great image of a man, and the head of that image is King Nebuchadnezzar. That head 
is also his kingdom, and it's Babylon. Both these representations, the tree and the image, are of the earth. And this is very important because the Antichrist is the beast out of the earth in Revelation 13. The great image is of five kingdoms, starting with Babylon and ending with the feet and ten toes. This is the image of a man whose feet are Babylon. Now, the beast out of the sea in Revelation 13 is revived. Babylon and the ten horns do, in fact, represent those ten toes on Nebuchadnezzar's image. And they are on the head of the beast. Seeing how it's an image from our perspective in time where we are now, we we are that where Daniel was, the image is reversed because we can see all the way back. He had to look forward. It's like looking in the mirror. The tree in the midst of the earth is a very eerie passage of prophecy. When you begin to understand it's because it's very much connected with the red dragon, the great red dragon, the demons, the seed of the serpent, and a man, the Antichrist. When this tree is fully grown, it's cut down. And it would also seem to be at the same hour that Nebuchadnezzar was driven into the field with a beast's heart. As a matter of fact, at the exact moment Nebuchadnezzar opened his mouth in the temple and exalted himself as God. This is exactly the same thing that will happen with the Antichrist and his desolation of abomination when he does the same thing. Once his kingdom was taken away, America, Babylon, there would be a period of time before his hair grew as eagle's feathers, America and the UN, and his nails as bird claws, the ten toes. And that period of time is seven times Passover. It just may well be a literal seven-year period of time. And I believe there are seven kingdoms and there are seven heads on the great red dragon with the seven crowns. They span history. And the crowns become a key to understanding what the beast looks like. What people don't realize is that all these heads, horns, kings, and kingdoms are all part of one beast. And now, it's argued that how can the little horn be or be of the lion if the others come up before it? Because they all have to be risen up. The four beasts are all together and comprise the last or the seventh mountain. And the others do rise up before or in front of. America is not the fourth beast. America is part of the first beast. And she's the eagle wing. There are two eagle wings. Canada is the second eagle wing. 
See, America arose before Russia and Nazi Germany in succession. So she can't be the fourth beast of Daniel. The little horn, who is of the lion, subdues three of the first horns that were before him in reverse sequence, Russia, Germany, and the UN. He is, in fact, the eleventh entity out of the ten horns. And he's the eighth king of the seven mountains. Because the four beasts, including the little horn, are part of the seventh mountain, which is also a seventh king. And Prince Charles uses Charles the seventh. And he would be the seventh Charles. of the Roman Empire. And he will sit upon the fourth beast having two horns resurrected like a lamb. He'll sit atop America, Canada, Babylon, the world under the governance of the UN. All the entities are, in fact, part of one beast. This thing's global man. The beast is global man. When Nebuchadnezzar finished doing his time, his kingdom was given back to him. And this is interesting, no, because I believe that the beast, the real revived Babylon, does not stand up take power until the mouth is given to the beast out of the sea. The sea being the world's population. Now the beast that rises out of the world's population or the sea in Revelation 13 is the diverse or fourth beast of Daniel. It's one of the four heads of Daniel's beasts and those beasts are also four kings. Four crowns. And because of this total interconnectedness with the beast, all these king's horns and crowns and Daniel's four beasts are all part of the mathematics, the meaning. And you can't say it's going to be a secretary general because we only see seven of them and the little horn comes up among the ten. And the first three of Daniel's four beasts. So it means that the Ten horns can't be distinctly Muslim nations over the Middle East. They are all interconnected. And when the beast comes to power, it stands up as a man on its feet. And this is when the mouth is given to the beast out of the sea. The beast meaning the system. And a mouth is given to it. The Antichrist who speaks for the system. Now, the beast out of the sea in Revelation 13 is a beast that composes Daniel's four beasts. It's a leopard. Nazi Germany. Fascism. It's got the feet of a bear. 
Russian socialism, communism, and has the mouth of a lion. England, imperialism, monarchy, Prince Charles. And on the head of this beast is ten horns. What is missing, or doesn't seem to be there, is the fourth, or the diverse beast. The fourth beast is the beast out of the sea, and it is the diverse beast of Daniel. In its amalgamation of the first three, it's America, Canada, England, Nazi Germany, Russia, the UN, the resurrected Babylon, the spaceman on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto, with more on the Antichrist and revelations in a minute. about Canada being Chaldea in Jeremiah as the resurrected Babylon and Chaldea are hit with a flaming arrow nuclear missile and the little horn is of course the Antichrist referring to none other The little horn is of the lion who subdues three of the first horns that were before him. And he subdues Russia, Germany, and the UN. He is, in fact, the eleventh entity out of the ten horns. He's the eighth king of the seven mountains because the four beasts, including the little horn, are part of the seventh mountain, which is also a seventh king. Prince Charles occasionally uses Charles the Seventh, being the seventh Charles of the Roman Empire. And no... I don't believe that Babylon will be the revived Roman Empire called the EU, but I believe it will be Babylon and America, uh, Babylon called America, and Canada called Chaldea. It can't be Babylon in the Middle East. I say America and Canada because they are both connected by God in Bible prophecy. Now the most common mistake is making a wrong mathematical formula for adding up the horns, kings, and kingdoms. The problem is with horns, 
There are only ten altogether, not eleven, with a little horn. These ten are on the last beast's head, the resurrected Babylon, America, and they make up all the kingdoms mentioned. What are the kingdoms? John said, here's wisdom, and said there are seven kings, not kingdoms. Kings. Five are fallen, one is, and the other not yet come. These seven kings are the seven heads of the great red dragon in Revelation 12, and these heads have the crowns on them. The seventh king will be the Antichrist. The beast out of the sea in Revelation 13 has ten crowns on the horns because the crowns represent the seven kings and the four beasts of Daniel. And that is the key. The first three beasts of Daniel are all implemented in the UN Babylon system of governance. And the little horn is of the lion. England. And he'll be given to the beast out of the sea, which is America. The resurrected Babylon, along with the UN. When will this happen? When the eagle wings are plucked. The book says, America and Canada nuked. This is the secret of the little horn who in fact has two horns like a lamb. He'll be one of the first three beasts, specifically the lion, and he will sit atop the leopard beast of Revelation 13 when the mouth is given to the diverse beast, the UN. Now think about this. If America and Canada were attacked by nuclear missiles with a surprise nuclear attack, what do you think would happen? Who would govern America? Who would govern Canada? It wouldn't be our own governments. They'd be taken out of the picture. The United Nations is headquartered in New York. And it'll get wiped out as well. What then? An emergency convening UN would implement a new governing body. I mean, America and Canada, two of the permanent Security Council members, are wiped out, taken out. So who's next in the succession of power? The lion is the United Kingdom, the little horn. More stout than its fellows, or the three beasts that rise after. It's the lion, the first beast. The Antichrist is a horn, a king, a crown. And he has two horns like a lamb. And the mouth does not, I repeat, not receive a deadly wound. The Antichrist does not receive a deadly wound and is come alive again. Only the beast out of the sea does that. It receives a deadly wound. The nuclear strike is the deadly wound. 
and is resurrected like the phoenix. America, smoking, burned with fire, and out of the fire rises the new. Phoenix. Isn't that incredible? It's not a man who gets a deadly wound and is revived and all the world is in wonder. It's the beast out of the sea. The beast being the system. The sea being the people. It receives a deadly wound. A nuclear attack from over the poles. The North Pole. The Antichrist is someone we've already seen in office right now in some fashion, but can't be readily identified until a certain event takes place. He'll be resurrected by taking another office of power for another governing body. It'll be called the United Nations of the Earth. So out of the smoke and panic comes striding the Antichrist Prince Charles with a new United Nations Center. As Babylon, the resurrected Babylon America, and Chaldea, parts of Canada, are destroyed with a nuclear hit. That's the beast out of the sea receiving a deadly nuclear wound. And that beast is Babylon, America, and Canada. There are only ten entities, or ten horns altogether. The Antichrist is one of them, and so is Daniel's four beasts. Seven of them are the seven mountains that John spoke of, the seventh being a revived Babylon. The mouth, the beast. The beast, the system, the mouth, the Antichrist. And he is given to the seventh kingdom. Which will be the new Babylon, the new UN. There's more in a minute. This is a view from space. The new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. No. He's the man they call space, and there's a really good reason. Get ready to find out things you never knew and be amazed by what you should know. It's a view from space on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. Radio 640 Toronto. You can email me at space at 640toronto.com or spaceman at 640toronto.com. If you're listening online or if you're just driving around listening to 
640 Toronto on your radio. Welcome. I'm talking about Revelations tonight, and I'm also talking about the Antichrist, who, in all likelihood, all of the evidence points to Prince Charles. And, as usual, I have information to back that up, of course. The Ten Horns are not a separate entity, like a Muslim coalition or something like that, but it's the sum of the total of all the kingdoms throughout history. Let me run them through. The first one was Assyria. Number two, that was Assyria was Sumer, ancient Mesopotamia. Nimrod, Semiramis. Then Egypt, number two. Three, then Babylon. Four, the Medo-Persian Empire. Five, the Greece domination. Six, the Roman Empire. Seven, the little horn revived Babylon. Eight, England, the lion. Nine, the bear, Russia. Ten, the leopard, Germany. And I'm not talking about a leopard with spots. I'm talking about the panther leopard, the black leopard, often called the panther. And, of course, the panthers were used in the Second World War by Germany. And then there were the black panthers, if you'll recall, the terrorist organization. And number 11, the diverse beast, or the UN. Diverse meaning from everywhere, which is what the UN is. Peoples of the earth from everywhere. And the little horn, like I said, who is a king, which will eventually sit atop the entire ten horns. The entire ten historical dominating powers that I've just named. He will be the eighth king of the seven mountains and takes up two horns himself because he will be of two political entities. And will sit atop the seventh mountain, which is the revived Babylon. The seventh mountain is made up of all four beasts of Daniel, as the little horn subdues three beasts or horns. So I see revelations this way, where the wound. is actually the nuking of America and parts of Canada from over the pole, from Russia, with intercontinental ballistic missiles. To change this system that we have in the world now where America is leading economically, politically, 
and she's just but a patsy, a pawn, used by England, the occult center of the world. To blow her up and set her on fire, only to have her rise again like the phoenix out of her own death, to become a completely new, revived Babylon with the Antichrist at its head. Now, how is the eighth of the seven? Because the seventh is made up of all the four beasts of Daniel, the seventh being the UN, Babylon, revived. with Prince Charles as the head, the mouth. The ten horns figure throughout the beasts. They don't represent one distinct entity. They're all connected via the crowns. There are seven crowns on the mountains, which are also kings and kingdoms. Yet there are also ten crowns on the leopard beasts. So all ten entities are connected in a way that excludes one singular one. Four of the ten crowns are beasts, as well as the kings, and they're Daniel's four beasts. They are part of the ten horns and must be. The little horn is part of the ten, but takes up the fact two horns out of the ten, he's resurrected politically into another governing body that is different than the one he formerly held. This could be only if he was to be a man and not a kingdom. The Bible says the ten horns burn the whore. And it also says that Russia does it. This could only be if Russia is one of the horns atop the beast out of the sea, the sea meaning the people. Now the key to understanding the math for how the beast adds up today is in Nebuchadnezzar's tree prophecy. Daniel said that the tree was cut down and a stump was left in the ground with a band of brass and a band of iron. This is so the stump could grow after it was cut down. In Isaiah they say, They shall not build, and another inhabit. They shall not plant, and another shall eat. For as the days of a tree are the days of the people, and his elect shall be long enjoying the work of their hands. The bands represent the Greece brass, the Roman iron, and this is the starting point. It's a mirror image of Daniel 2 because Daniel saw it ahead. We can see it now as it's all past. We can look with hindsight. It's a mirror image of a man standing with a mouth of a lion. 
and seeing how the first part is grease or brass, you can start from there. The band of iron would be on top of the band of brass, underneath where the tree was cut down. The stump begins to sprout and grow again. And also remember that besides old Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, who was the king of kings, Medo-Persia is eliminated by the Greeks and Roman empires. And here's what's interesting. The lion kind of acts as the Medo-Persian empire, being an entity with other entities or nations, under its control as the Medo-Persian empire was of old controlling both Assyria, Iraq, and Iran. I want to name the seven kings and get more into Prince Charles' role as the Antichrist on the new Mojo Radio 640 Toronto. You've got the view from space. Taking your emails at spaceman at 640toronto.com or space at 640toronto.com. You have a comment? It's 416-870-6400. Star 640 on your cell. as I see it. That's why they call the show A View From Space. The revived Babylon is America and parts of Canada and will be destroyed with fire and a surprise attack over the pole. And out of that incredible shock and smoke and conflagration will arise a new empire taking the place of America and what is now the UN into a united nations of the world with a new leader a new mouth I believe it's Prince Charles it's Mojo Radio 640 Toronto hi who's this hi good evening space I wanted to, I'm focusing in on your perception. And yeah, who's this? It's Joseph. Okay, Joseph, go ahead. I'm uh, focusing in on your perception, right? And it's interesting. I would like to point out that I believe that we are living, um, I believe that there's, of course, I, I'm an optimist, and I believe that good will prevail. And I believe that uh, in North America, most people um, try to pretend or don't realize that we are all very, very rich people. And when you look around the world, in North, in Canada here, and we, you know, our country can. At the beginning of the show, uh, Joseph, I described what the revived Babylon is mm-hmm. about, right. and they, yes, are the richest people in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you know, like I just, I, I'm, you know, personally, like I've become exhausted from being smothered with so much richness that I've decided to just take a step back and walk through a little bit humble. And uh, so I look around and I see people just gorging themselves with so much, you know, and they want more and more and more, and they become very stressed, stressed, stressed. And I guess maybe that's just part of the, you know, like the over... That's part of living in Babylon, Joseph. Right. 
And uh, so uh, another thing that's really interesting here, space. I, you know, like I believe so. I, I believe that good will prevail, and that evil will be beaten into the ground by God, ultimately. Now, um, it's no. That's exactly I, what I'm describing tonight. Right. I agree, and you're interesting, and I like, I like you. Sometimes I, you know, I, I take a little step back, right, and wonder, but then, you know, like I really, I see that you mean, you know, well, and uh, you're interesting, and you do a lot of research. Now, I, you know, it's really interesting here that it's, I'd like to point out to Canadians, right, to look into the CBC, what happened here when the U.S. or the president came to Canada and uh, went to Ottawa and then down to Nova Scotia. When he went back to Washington, Laura, she's so elegant, right? And she walked through the White House, and she was doing a reception, or like uh, she was on her own, and she said she was very elegant. And she was walking tree to tree to tree, and when she got to the last tree, she said, now this is Barney and Snowflake. And, uh, you know, she's an educator, right? And so therefore she understands, you know, you know she's been educated to, to teach young people, and when you're doing, when you're teaching the society in a very, very basic level, she understands how to get the message out in a legal framework within, you know, like our free society. So this is how I take it. We have no choice but to participate in missile defense. And I don't want anyone to be uh, misguided in any respect, no pun intended here with the uh, that word, but um, we are, uh, you know, like most uh, wealthy people, and we're all wealthy, we want a very safe society. So therefore, the missile defense system that is, that is being recommended, and whether or not we decide we want to participate in it as Canadians, it's irrelevant, because the U.S. are already going to go forward, and we are living in the continent. Absolutely. And from what uh, information that I have, that... Uh missile defense system will not work. Mm -hmm. Now, the bank is obviously being affected a little bit in the U.S., and the American dollar is, is slipping. However, their, their, their um, GDP is growing, but they're buying more products than they're producing. Now, we have to look to countries that are putting together products where they have young... They're you hopelessly know, in debt. Now, let me just clear things yeah, up. Yeah, they are. And they are. Smoke away, okay? Yes, Here's they are. Here's what it's called. Here's what it's called. America is about to be sacrificed mm. by fire mm. as the phoenix. You know the story of the phoenix, mm. all right? It destroys itself, mm. and out of that smoke and fire comes the new phoenix. Mm. So, you see... America is going to be sacrificed so that the Antichrist will be allowed to rise. Do you get my meaning? Well, I want to just one more step, and I'll just get off the phone. I'm sure you have lots of callers wanting to call in if you. But, uh, you know, when she. Uh, okay, and then the CBC. Okay, so the CBC broadcasted that, and we received the message. Now she goes when the House of Commons sits out for Christmas break. On the same day, she comes back on the CBC. I think that they're very, you know, they have some people that are looking into this, I'm sure. And they, she took Barney. And I think that she, Laura was referring to uh, the Prime Minister, and with all due respect to our Prime Minister, because I like him very much, and certainly um, our first woman, his wife. Uh, she is, and she's very elegant. But uh, Laura took Barney, and she took it down to the dog and she said on this is when the house sat out 
and she took the, took it down to this dog, and this dog became vicious at Barney, and it was growling at it, and it was biting at it. And she's and I've never seen Laura like this. I thought maybe she's a little angry, but she's sending a message. And this dog was just yanking at Barney, just vision it. And all of a sudden, and then she pulled it back very elegantly, and she said, and in January you can have it, Barney. So she's saying to us, that I take it as a message, that if you don't participate in uh, uh, this missile defense system, which is not a weapon, it's an anti-weapon system, that we will be fed to, bar or to the dog. Hmm. Interesting, eh? Very interesting. But you know what? She's only playing a role, too, because I'm sure if I know this story, what's about to happen, she also knows. She's very privy to the inner workings of the Illuminati. Isn't it interesting how people and send I believe messages? That she must know that America is going to be sacrificed by fire. But speak, in order one more thing. For. They're Christians, though. They're Catholics. So I don't know. I can't understand no, they're not. it. They're sun worshippers. I thought they're Roman Catholics. Sir, they are sun worshippers. Okay, well, God bless. Merry Christmas. Have you ever heard him mention any other word but God? Yeah, because he believes in God. One well, God, well, then creator why of heaven he and earth. God by his name? He does. Well, what does he say? He says God. Oh, God has oh, mercy on Arafat. You know, and he well, was referring. Hey, I'll tell you what, right now, to the sun worshippers, the Luciferian worshipper, mm -hmm. Lucifer is God, sir. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let's take it easy. You're, you're, you know, they have the inextricably work, eh? entwined the mm -hmm. Bushes and America with Masonic Christianity, sir. Mm -hmm. And Masonic Christianity does not worship the real God. Thank well, you so much for your call. Yep. Wow. I can't believe how fooled that man was. I really can't. I'm, I'm blown away. You can't be believing what I am saying. And then tell me that story about what Laura Bush did in front of a Christmas tree and call them, and of course they're not Catholics, the last Catholic to hold the White House was killed. John Kennedy. But I mean, if let, let's get this straight. If George Bush was a Christian, here's what he would do. Number one, he would reverse Roe versus Wade. There would be no abortions. Number two, there would be prayer in schools. You know what I mean? The way he is, that, that's what he would be doing. And if he was a true Christian, Jesus Christ is the name of their God, he would have said that a few times. Have you ever heard him say that? No, because they asked him one time if he was a Christian. He's uh, born again. And he said, well, it depends on what you mean by born again. And what he is born again as is a skull and bones initiate where you're put into the coffin and you rise again out of that coffin with Lucifer controlling your life. The Spaceman on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. No sugar, no spin, no bull. Prepare for a journey. 
to places you didn't know existed. This is A View from Space with Gary Bell, only on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. us and soon I don't know when no one knows when but a surprise attack is coming for Babylon and out of that surprise attack which will be a nuclear missile attack from over the pole she will be utterly destroyed as the world watches in shock and just as the phoenix, because this is what America was destined and set up to do, was to be a sacrifice to bring about a new world system, a new world order, onto the face of the earth. And a mouth will be given to this new system, which will be the Antichrist. So you can see Laura Bush and George W. will do all they can to get their family member, which I believe will be the Antichrist, Prince Charles, onto that seat of power. And that's why I believe many things today that confound so many people make so much sense to me. For instance, how do you account for the fact right now that there are websites that are anti-American that are pouring out propaganda of how America is such a seething, hateful nation and they're based in America, run by Arabs, but have never been taken down? How do you account for that? How do you account for the fact that their Marines, so supposedly the best soldiers in the world, are questioning their leader of the Pentagon and asking for better equipment? How do you account for the fact that they haven't sent over enough troops to do the job? Because you see, secretly, it's called a fight to lose. Were you around in the Vietnam War? There's another one where they fought to lose. They have the weapons. They could go in and annihilate any country they want then why don't they do it in Iraq? Why do they have to lose a thousand men every eight months? The psyops that's going around in America, 
For your latest story, here's Babylon for you. A woman has her neck strangled. She's pregnant. A baby is ripped out of her stomach. And that's your big news story for this weekend. The baby is fine and back with her father. That's an occult group. Doing their ritual, which is again involving the American public by watching it and seeing it on television and talking about it. And some mind control victim is labeled as the killer. Terrorizing America with stories. It's a death society. It's Babylon revived. And I have callers calling me and saying, hey, the man in the White House is a Christian. And I have the All the news agencies in America saying the family values people, which is the new buzzword or the new secret code word for Christian family people, that they put George Bush back in office because the Christians want four more years of hell in Iraq. The Masonic Christians may, but the others, the real ones, don't. They know what's going on. And we're tied up so close to them. Look at how many things we have changed in our system, in our government, in our laws. And we haven't had one single attack. All south of the border. It's sort of like that parent that says to the kindergarten class teacher, if my child acts up, just don't hit him. Hit the, hit the kid next to him, and he'll get the message. So there's seven kings. The seven kings are, or were, starting with Greece, the band of brass, then Rome, the band of iron, then England. Remember when Britannia ruled the world? The sun never set on the British Empire. That's when they got a hold of China. That's when the Golden Triangle, the opium, hooked all the Chinese and were taken over easily. Number four is Russia, the bear. Number five was Nazi Germany, the leopard. 
Number six is the resurrected Babylon, America and parts of Canada. And the seventh king, the one that's coming, that's yet to come, the little horn, the Antichrist, with the UN and the revived Babylon after this one, is blown away by a nuclear attack. It's space. On a view from space on the new Mojo Radio. 640 Toronto. Where the little horn 
comes from. The little horn, being a man, will sit atop the UN Babylon. He is the mouth of the lion. But he'll have a new kingdom, resurrected from what he represents now. I believe that mouth of the lion is Prince Charles. He'll sit atop the leopard beast as a mouth, speaking great things. He'll sit on the throne, calling himself God, in the temple of God. This is still yet to happen. The eighth lion, little horn, with the bear, the leopard, the bear Russia, the leopard, Germany, the diverse beast, the UN, all together in one entity with the eighth head atop the seventh crown. And he's a man. This mouth of the lion that's given to the diverse beast, the UN. Along with the resurrected, revived Babylon after the nuclear attack. And when God said revived Babylon, he really meant it in one swoop. It will be dealt a deadly wound to the sixth kingdom, which is America, Canada, Babylon, making way for the seventh, the one that has not yet come, the little horn, the UN revived Babylon together as one entity, the new world order, with the Antichrist at its head. And like I said, America is that sacrifice. Now you know why the fathers of Confederation, most of them Freemasons, why they wanted the Phoenix as the original insignia of America, not the Eagle. Because all along the plan was to destroy her with fire and out of its own ashes come back to life resurrected with the Antichrist at its head. The UN is not a beast yet, but it will and does in one swoop become the revived Babylon political power. Now the woman that rides the beast is mystery and she connects both the UN and the bankers that control the earth the four seals in Revelation 6 is interesting because it literally tells you who pulls the trigger on Canada America the Babylon it tells you who has the sword that gives the deadly wound to it and Jeremiah 50 and 51 does confirm this. 
And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. And there went out another horse that was red, and the power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. Notice that it says the great sword was just given to him. This after the red horse killed its 120 million. This has already happened, this one. The red horse has already rode. And it doesn't say what the red horse does with the great sword. Other verses of prophecy in the Bible confirms that Russia and a coalition are the ones that do the nuclear strike on Babylon. Now the primary traits of Daniel 4 beasts are pretty well understood, but one of them no one seems to want to admit to. The little horn from the first horn of Daniel's first beast is the lion, England. What is the trait of the lion that makes it the lion? The monarchy. Imperialism. You've got to understand this totally because England plays a major role in Bible prophecy. But nowhere near as this British Israel England plays with this theology. They lie. Britain is America and Canada's mother in Scripture, and it's very important to realize that when you understand what the woman is that rides the beast. England, the lion, is the one who controls America and Canada financially. The world, really. What do you think the Federal Reserve's yearly intake is? Where does it go? These are the guys, this is Alan Greenspan, the man who has been knighted by the Queen for doing such a great job of bilking the American taxpayer. All that money comes up to Canada through our banks, and then it's headed off across the sea to jolly old England. Now you know the connection. There's your wheel. There's your money trail. Canada is their Switzerland in North America. Spaceman on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm taking your calls, 416-870-6400. you got to sell star 640. And your emails at 640toronto.com, spaceman at 640toronto.com, or just simply space. Give them a call at 416-870-6400 or star 640 on your cell. It's a view from space on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. Space Man on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. Shut up. Writes in an email 
can write to at space at 640toronto.com or spaceman at 640toronto.com. Hey, remember there's also the Islamic perspective of the emergence of the beast in the Dajjal, which is the Muslim word for Antichrist. The beast will be real. There are authentic reports of the Prophet Muhammad informing that this beast will have the ring of Solomon and the rod of Moses. He will speak to men and strike the disbelievers, breaking their noses. There's another authentic report of a companion in the time of the Prophet Muhammad who was a sailor traveling who became lost at sea for 40 days. When his ship finally hit land, he and his men were greeted by a great beast and they described as having hair covering his entire body, so much so that you couldn't tell the difference between his front and his back. The man asked the beast, By Allah, what are you? It spoke to them and said, Someone wishes to speak with you. The beast took them to a man who was completely chained to a rock. The companion asked, By Allah, who are you? The man replied, Are you from the Arab people? They replied, Yes. He then asked, Is the unlettered prophet still calling the people? They replied, Yes and added that people are embracing Islam in large numbers. The chained man told them that this is best that you follow him and listen to him. As for me, my name is Dajjal. When the man returned home, they told the Prophet Muhammad about the adventure. The Prophet then began to warn the people about Dajjal and gave a detailed description of him and what it will do. The Dajjal will be the greatest trial for mankind. Three years prior to his coming, one-third of the world's reign will be held back. Two years. Two-thirds of one year, drought. He'll emerge from a place between Syria and Iraq. Initially, he'll claim to have a prophet. Later, he'll claim to be Allah, God. He will be a large man with long curly hair and will have one eye that is squashed appearing like an oozing grape. He will have a clear mark on his forehead that says Kafir, disbeliever. Every Muslim, those who can read and those who cannot, will be able to see and recognize this mark. He'll be able to travel anywhere on earth with tremendous speed like a cloud. He will have fire that will re really paralyze and water that will really be the fire. He will test a man by asking him, if I bring you back your dead parents, will you take me as your Lord? The man will say yes. The Dajjal will then order the demons to take the form of his parents and they will do so as well to instruct the man to take Dajala's Lord Jesus will return with one mission only to break the cross kill the pigs and destroy the Dajjal the prophet Muhammad sought refuge in Allah from the great trial of the Dajjal. He warned and advised to flee when he arrives on the scene because the faith will be tested. Some will pass and some will fail. He signs it no spin, no bull.
Babylon is given the deadly wound. and dies a fiery death only to be reborn like the phoenix only this time with the final man's kingdom the UN revived Babylon with the little horn or the Antichrist at its helm and the Antichrist the mouth will come from England That's where the real power lies. London, England. And particularly the British Rothschilds' control of Wall Street in the horror of Babylon, which is New York. They started the Federal Reserve Bank. It's a privately owned corporation. It was set up by the royals. Total control of the Republic's money as they set up their puppet fathers of their country hiding behind the politicians all the while controlling them I mean who created the Rockefellers anyway who funded the Bolshevik revolution Stalin, Hitler, Mussolini, the revolutions. London, who created, infiltrated, undermined America, Canada, Britain, who created, funded the UN and the rebirth of Israel, who rides the white horse, and who's the lion beast that stands up like a man once he sees the eagle's wings are plucked which is that devastating nuclear missile attack I was talking about. It's the little stout mouth, the little horn, the Antichrist. And this particular part of the mystery is not to be taken lightly. The Bible implicates all the way through that there is a very secretive mystery behind the rich man of the earth and directly tied to the seven mountains or the seven powers. Greece, Rome, Britain, Russia, Nazi Germany, this American Babylon, and then the seventh, the little horn, UN revived Babylon. The secret is the European bloodlines, the Illuminati, the Priori de Sion. And it's like committing an intellectual suicide if you try to understand Bible prophecy without understanding European bloodlines. We know that America is the location of the end days for Babylon. Yet God alludes to Britain in strange ways. When the Bible says, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots, who is it referring to? America? No. It's referring to America's mother, Britain. 
America and Canada are the harlots. America is referred to as the daughter of Babylon in the Bible. More in a minute. It's the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. This is a view from space. I find it extremely interesting that at some places the little horn, the Antichrist, is referred to specifically as the dragon. In Revelations it's there, and uh, serpent in Amos, and Lucifer and Satan in Isaiah. It's even more interesting that Satan is directly described as a, a lion wandering about, devouring whom he will. And when you look at the British Union Jack, you're looking at the Great Red Dragon Agenda. The British Union Jack is a red cross in the front, which supposedly represents Christianity, and the emblem of Britain, a red cross. But in the foreground, or behind the red cross, is a Masonic Phyro or the Babylonian cross of Nimrod, Bacchus, Tammuz, the ancient mysteries. It's that blue X. Are you ready? It's the same X as the southern confederate flag of the United States Civil War, which was Masonic in its inception. The Red Dragon was a symbol for the British for hundreds of years. It's the emblem, it's the sign for the Prince of Wales. The Draco, a Red Dragon, is a device that extends directly from Rome and was used by their legions. The ancient Celtic British kings were called dragons, and their legions of soldiers were called dragoons. The first pen dragon, head dragon, was one called Cymbeline in ancient Celtic lore. According to Welsh lore, the red dragon is the mediator between heaven and earth and is why there's a white and green background on the Welsh flag. White representing heaven, green representing the earth. There's a couple of facts about Prince Charles you might not know. Charles means man in Hebrew. He was born in 1948 when Israel was reborn. There were seven other Roman Empire emperors Name Charles. Prince Charles is number eight in waiting to take the seat of the seventh. Habsburg. And his why his name is 
Prince Charles VII. According to genealogy, Chuck is 145th direct descendant of King David. And Charles, according to the reports I get, despises Christianity, is actually a devout spiritualist, New Ager. Also, to impress the Muslim population, supposedly converted to Islam, and is deeply interested in aliens and UFOs and has been the most covered man by the media in all of history. Prince Charles' red dragon was used as a symbol by all monarchs up to 1603 where it was replaced by the unicorn, a white horse with a horn in its head, which is another representation, of course, of the Antichrist. It's in his heraldry. The red dragon is the symbol of the one who sits or is heir to the throne over the stone of Skun, the stone of destiny. and the ascension of what is called the divine right of kings. The stone is also represented in mystery by the black rectangle-shaped meditation block that sits in the UN meditation room that is not connected to the floor of the UN in the basement. It is actually connected to the actual earth a special hole cut to make sure that it touches. Google that if you're on right now listening to A View From Space on 640toronto.com and you're near your machine. The UN Meditation Room by the way, that same black rectangle-shaped block sits under the Dome of the Rock in Jerusalem. England plays a very important role in the rise of the beast. It is Britain who gave birth to harlots. And she's a direct vestige of the old Babylon, which was continued through the seven mountains. Or the seven... powers of history. As America has her lady that sits in the harbor of that great city, the Statue of Liberty, which is actually, in fact, Ishtar, the goddess of Babylon number one, so does England have her woman sitting on a throne. You know what it is? It's the Lady Britannia. And the Red Dragon. It's still used on the flags of the United Kingdom. 
we're not looking or we're not going to see a revived Britain or United Kingdom, but a revived Babylon with the mouth of a lion sitting atop it. Hi, go ahead, Maria. You're on with the Spaceman. It's the new Mojo Radio 640 Toronto. Hi. Hi, Spaceman. It's an excellent show. Listen, any people who listens on this program should go back to their Bibles, open their Bibles, and listen what God is talking to them. Keep God's commandments. Keep God's uh, holy days. Not Christmas, not Easter. Keep God's holy Sabbath. That's what God wants for us, and we will be saved. You agree with me? I agree with you. This is... Because trouble's coming. Yes, it is. But God is promising a safety for those who will obey His word. Right? Right. He said in the Bible. And people are not reading the Bible. They are believing in something that man is preaching. Is that right? It's wrong. They're That's believing in a church and not God. Exactly. Exactly. They're believing in a, in a structure. Exactly. And until we don't wake up and smell the, the coffee, we'll be going with the world where we're going to serve Satan. And we are serving Satan. Right? Well, he is the God of this earth. There's exactly. no doubt about that. Exactly. I agree with you. I believe in God. It's very, very rare these days to run into someone that will help someone that they don't even know. Exactly. Uh, I just want to give advice to people. I know a lot of people are listening. I am listening to your program every Saturday. They are very informative, and I'm sticking to my Bible. Only God's Word will save us. Uh, Whatever is prophesied, it will come true. But He is promising safety for those who will obey him and there's still a chance there's still a door open yes, yes. don't follow the world exactly thanks it's, for your call Maria okay it's the spaceman on the new Mojo Radio 640 Toronto more in a minute everything you hear is true everything you believe is accurate what you see is what you should believe Really. This is A View from Space with Gary Bell, only on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. Tonight, the Antichrist. There's got to be some kind of person with some kind of stature that has clout. He's got to be a, somebody of extreme importance. This guy's not just going to be like a secretary general for the Illuminati. This guy's going to be unlike anyone else. 
that is directly connected to the seven mountains of the great dragon. Now when I say seven mountains, I mean those seven great powers of history. Starting with the Sumerians through Greece, Rome, the Persians, England, Russia, Germany, he has to be directed to connect with them. This guy's going to be directly connected to King Nebuchadnezzar. He'll have the eyes like the eyes of a man. Not just a man. He'll be the absolute apex of the beast. The beast is the capstone of it. And it's the mouth. This mouth atop the seventh head, who is a king, represents all ten horns, which are in fact atop the last fourth beast, seventh mountain head. Him being the eighth, when he comes to power, he'll control the whole earth. The Bible says a dictator, not a ten-man democratic assembly, I believe the UN in America, Canada, is going to have a dramatic changeover. It will live through its deadly wound and be revived as the leopard beast as it's destroyed and morphs into the final world government system that man will ever see on the face of the earth. But the controlling center of this will not be in America. It will be run by a United Nations NATO-enforced group through compartmental Illuminati agencies like the MJTF, that multi-jurisdictional task force, or like FEMA, Federal Emergency Management Agency, or the BATF, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. It'll be dictated by one single man under a revamped UN. The military firepower of this revived Babylon will be America as a broken-down automaton for the United Nations of the Earth, a mindless military beast for the little horn, the Antichrist. Until she gets wiped out by God's earth changes that utterly annihilate her. Ezekiel, it says, And thou profane, wicked prince of Israel, whose day has come when iniquity shall have an end. 
Catch this quote. Too little of the globe is British territory. If we had retained America, there would be millions of more English living. We're the finest race in the world, and the more of the and more of the world we ha inhabit, the better it is for the human race. Wars would end too. The United States is to be recovered and made an integral part of the empire. Get that word? The United States is to be recovered and made an integral part of the empire. A system of colonial representation in the British Parliament is to be inaugurated, which will wield together the disjointed members of the empire and thus create a power so great that wars would be rendered impossible. You know who said that? Cecil Rhodes. You ever heard of a Rhodes Scholarship? So they named it after. You ever heard of Rhodesia? That's who they named it after. He was quite a guy if you've ever researched Cecil Rhodes. He was one of the master planners. One of the highest positioned occult members laying down the plans for the total world domination. And you know, all the New Age books and doctrines from the outset all tell you that America was to be used as a patsy to bring down this abominable plan. It was England at the center of it all the time. For America to burn like the phoenix and rise again with the Antichrist at its lead as its head. All nations will be under their boot they use war in the name of peace, in the name of love, even in the name of Christ. All nations fall under her spell one by one. As the round table groups in England and the Council on Foreign Relations in America steer the destiny of this new world order. I've got more information on Prince Charles you love to hear that's coming up on A View From Space on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. 
called Space on the New Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. Email at space640toronto.com or spaceman at 640toronto.com. Prince Charles had his hand in three of the most important documents that the Illuminati has put together in the last century. Those three documents are the United Nations Global Security Program, the Rio Summit's Agenda 21, which is biodiversity areas. They will be telling you that you cannot live in certain areas any longer. Just like they're telling you now you have to smoke eight meters away from the doorstep. Or you can't get on this airplane until we take all your clothes off. Agenda 21 also says that there are endangered species of the Earth's wildlife near this area. You may not live there. You may upset their habitat. And of course, if there's only so much food to be produced for your region, there will only be so many people allowed to live there. It's all about sustainable living and protecting the earth. Did you see the uh, headline the other day that Prince Charles was pleading to the world not to overfish in international waters like it was his? And the third document is the seven-year Oslo Accord which will be resurrected now that Arafat is out of the picture and the time is now come to separate the Palestinians and the Jew when those people are separated and apart from one another look out let's we turn back to the United Nations Global Security Program. I, I think it would really be fair to say that the UN was pretty well created by the Lion, England. And the holdings of the House of Windsor, Windsor are incredible, including the Archers Daniels Midland Company, which controls 75% of the world's grain. times trouble famine the royal family will literally be able to decide who eats and who doesn't you had a burger at Burger King we just gave your money to Prince Charles because he owns it his world business forum has over 200 of the biggest corporations in the world that's over 200 of the biggest corporations in the world 
estimated control of the wealth in the world today, 26%. Him alone. Not his family members. Him alone. Check out one of Prince Charles' websites. You know what the address is? Oneworld.org. Go have your front of your PC right now, or your Mac. Google that. Forty-eight companies directly under his command have a combined market value of over a trillion dollars. Twenty-three of them are Business Week's Global 1000 corporations. And they employ directly or indirectly over 200 million people. That's one in every nine people in the world that are employed. Gross domestic product of that conglomerate, that grouping, generates more than the gross national product of the United States. Prince Charles is also the head of the Order of the Garter. along with 24 other knights. Prince Charles is the most powerful Freemason in the world, as well as being the highest pinnacle of the Committee of 300. The Order of the Garter is head over all Freemasonry and runs the, 20, or the 33rd degree northern jurisdiction. His mother sits as imperator over the order, as well as the Knights of the St. John Hospitalier. The Pope, who is ahead of the Knights of Malta, answers to Charles. He is very well liked by Shiite and Druze Muslims because of his Masonic status, and because he literally converted to Islam in 93, according to British and Arab newspapers in Cyprus. He's got a lot of pull over Muslim Middle East countries and is well liked in them. Prince Charles' partner in crime is the Undersecretary for the UN, Maurice Strong, a Canadian, who is a high-level Illuminati agent and has been the one to redevelop and redesign the United Nations. Marie Strong is a Canadian that heads up some of the most powerful organizations in the world, including the World Conservation Bank, the World Economic Forum, the United Nations Commission on Global Governance, and some 30 others. He's also chairman of the Earth Council and the Council Resources Institute. You know, I bet he thought up Kyoto, which is just a big ruse, excuse to move all of the jobs out of North America over to the Far East. You can't afford 
to manufacture in North America. They've got to move over to the Far East. Wait until you see what they've done with China when they show it to you on television in the 2008 Olympic Games. You'll see what I've been talking about for the past three years. Maurice Strong is also the chairman for the World Federation of United Nations Associations and the Club of Rome. It was Maurice Strong who headed up the Rio Earth Summit. He's Charles' right-hand man. Remember when Yitzhak Rabin, Rabin wa, was assassinated? Charles attended the funeral. And according to the Jerusalem Post, owned right now by Conrad Black, and remember, he wanted to be knighted. Within a couple of hours after the funeral, the prince demanded a private meeting with Shimon, Shimon Perez in, at, at the Orient House in the Palestinian sector of Jerusalem and demanded that they begin negotiations for the return of the Golan Heights back to Syria. And the prince was quoted in the paper and said that I am sure that many people consider the United Kingdom as an ideal geographic and historical position to act as mediator and interpreter between the United States and Europe. I've got more. It's the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto, a view from space. Coming back. Prepare for a journey to places you didn't know existed. This is A View from Space with Gary Bell, only on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. And Space Man, going on about Prince Charles tonight, as the Antichrist. It's the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. Um... Some, uh, I just got an email from Fred, uh, who uh, has uh, informed me that uh, Conrad Black has had to sell the Jerusalem Post. I must have been uh, just lately. I wonder if the Barclays, the Bar Barclay boys got a hold of that. Fred, if you know, just shoot me another email. I'd be interested in finding that out. The Barclays are an interesting uh, couple of guys that work for the Queen. They live on an island that's tax-free just off the coast of England. And, of course, Barclays Bank is one of their assets. They also own the uh, Scotsman, too. The Scotsman newspaper is, uh, is a highly influential paper, of course, with the truth in it all the time. They nail the truth, those Uh, apparently, Prince Charles went to the uh, European Union in 92 and asked if they wanted him to be their monarch. Did you know that? He was uh, politely turned down, but they thought about accepting him. And Prince Charles' father, Prince Philip, is an all-out eugenicist who wants to reduce the world's population by five and a half billion people. 
And he's on record as having said that in the event that I'm reincarnated, I would like to return as a virus so that I could contribute something to the problem of population. As for Charles, he announced on June 26, 1994, that when he becomes king, he will relinquish the monarch's role as the head of the Church of England. He said he'd rather be seen as the defender of the faiths rather than the defender of the faith. He stated that I happen to believe that the Catholic subjects of the sovereign are as important as the Protestants, not to mention the Islamic, Hindu, and Zoroastrian. Sounds to me like he wants to be everything to all, doesn't it to you? Let me get this heraldry. i got to move quick. His heraldry, that's his coat of arms, differs from all other heraldries of this type. The lion on the left side is different from all the others, even his mom's, Queen Elizabeth II's, and what she has on her coat of arms. In heraldry, the lion's feet have always been represented by three toes. On Charles, it's four toes. And in heraldry, the bear is always represented by feet with four or five toes. The body of the lion on the left side is not of a lion, but it's a slender, sleek, shaped like leopard. It's also different than other heraldry of this type. His heraldry, I'm telling you, stands out. In the center of the shield, in the middle, is one crown sitting atop four beasts. And this is the outcome of Daniel's four beasts. There are five main crowns in the arms, one separated from the four others. Seven altogether. Immediately the seven mountains come to mind, doesn't it to you, to me? The seven great powers of history. Two of them are princes, cornets, and they are on the black prince seal, and on the unicorn, little horn. The unicorn is also, of course, a symbol for the Antichrist. It's in his heraldry. The bottom separated crown above the buckler of 15 dots, there's bees. That's representative of the Merovies, the Merovingian bloodline. The Merovingian kings were buried with gold bees in groups of 15, 30, 150, and 300 on the way up. Childric III's tomb was found with some 300 buried with him. The bee is a Masonic symbol, and it represents birth and royalty, because the common honeybee procreates via its mouth, and he will be the mouth for the new Babylon. 
out of the destruction of the one now that's called America. King Merovi, legend has it, was born of his mother who was impregnated by a, by a sea monster. I've had this on the show just lately. A view from space on the new Mojo Radio 640 Toronto. It also just so happens to represent the United Nations governing structure. The United Nations is structured regionally and globally. The U.S. is governed under ten regions, while the rest of the world is governed under five, with a permanent Security Council of five nations. And unlike other heraldry of this type, the eyes of the animals on Prince Charles's crest have white backgrounds. All the other animals and all the other heraldry only show black pupils denoting an animal. These eyes on Charles' crest are of a man. Not even his mother, the Queen Elizabeth, on her coat of arms has whites of the eyes of the animals in her crest. On the top of a dog's head is a crown made of seven bars. When you add the three bars of the eldest son insignia, which he has two of, which is around the dog's neck, it makes ten. And upon his head, ten horns. Are you getting this? The eldest son insignia on the lion and the eldest son signature or insignia on the unicorn is made up of six bars. When you add the two in the center shield, it makes eight. Because, you see, he is the eighth to rise. The seven. Five, which were One, which is, and one still to come. The two devices at the bottom of the crest combine an anagram. And it's deciphered using the motto, the motto, Ich Dien, on the left. The symbol for the Black Knight, Prince Edward III's son, is represented by the three ostrich feathers. On the other side is the red dragon, the symbol of the Prince of Wales, and is on the Welsh flag, sitting atop the motto banner. Deciphered using the German translation of Ich Dien means Prince Charles is German, being a Mountbatten, of course. And the old Welsh, it reads, The Black Prince serves the Red Dragon. I've got a couple of more interesting little pieces on Prince Charles, the Antichrist. Coming up next on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. This is A View from Space. Spaceman on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm talking about Prince Charles as the Antichrist. 
In fact, his mother and father, Prince Philip and Queen Elizabeth II, feel that he has a destiny, that he is the chosen one. The unicorn on the right side has a chain that is attached to the base of the herald. The unicorn, of course, representing the Antichrist in mythology. The newer version of Prince Charles' coat of arms, in fact, has this chain unattached. Unlike all other heraldry of the type, Prince Charles' arms has ten lions in the shield. Not even his mother has this many, the most being three or six. Charles was born the Prince of Wales. He was not ordained into it. He does not need to be crowned king. He already carries and holds the title. He sits on the single most powerful seat in the world dictated solely by heredity. And you want to talk titles? He holds the titles of Earl of Chester, Duke of Cornwall, Duke of Rothsay, Earl of Carrick, Baron Renfrew, Lord of the Isles, Great Steward of Scotland, Knight of the Most Noble Order of the Garter, Knight of the Most Ancient Order of the Thistle, Great Master and Principal Knight Grand Cross of the Most Honorable Order of the Thistle. Great Master and Principal Knight Grand Cross of the Most Honorable Order of Bath. Ronald Reagan, George Herbert Walker Bush were both knighted into the bath after their terms in office in the American presidency. I don't know if you knew that. At this coronation that was held to crown him Prince of Wales in 1969, at Carnarvon Castle. He sat in a large chair with a crest of a red dragon on it. His mother turned to him and said, This dragon gives you your power, your throne, and your own authority. His reply to her, I am now your liege man and worthy of your earthly worship. This took place at the exact same time three men were about to set their feet on the moon. That's right. 1969, the lunar landing. The eagle has landed. The inner motto on the garter belt around the shield on Prince Charles' coat of arms translates evil on him who thinks evil. Now, you 
you'll find in Scripture that the unicorn and the lion are sometimes used to both represent Jesus Christ and the Antichrist. This is very important because there's a lot of misinterpretation of the Bible. It comes from not recognizing these symbols. The Bible illustrates that Antichrist is keenly focused on Jerusalem when he pops onto the scene. And his efforts are centered around Jerusalem. Right now the title King of Jerusalem is held amongst the royal families of Europe and runs through the history of the royal family of Britain. It's held right now by a Habsburg at the moment, King of Spain. It was even held by a king based in Jamaica not long ago, Haile Selassie. In fact, the British flag is a representation of this very title. It represents the Lion of the tribe of Jerusalem. Now the Lord says in Bible prophecy that money is the key to how the Antichrist and the beast come into power. And what Bible scholars in America who do know the truth of America, Babylon, don't realize when they are predicting who the Antichrist is that he also comes into power along the same lines with money. The United Nations is not making headway because of their agendas, strategies, and appeal, but because of money. It's money, not politics, that is bringing this beast into play. Guess who's behind your genetically modified grown foods and terminator seeds? The ones that you plant once, it's over. Monsanto? Prince Charles runs Monsanto. It's part of his business. The gas price fluctuations you've been getting gouged at, they've been making trillions. Those dollars are going into Prince Charles' war chest. Check out the Prince's conglomerate. I'll just name a few companies off. I've got a minute or so. It's pretty impressive. Alliance, AG, German company, American Express Bank. I'm going to try and hit some that you know. British Gas, Chevron Petroleum, China Light and Power Holdings, Hong Kong, Chiquita Brands, Cigna, Eli Lilly, Enron, Frank Russell Company. KNPG, Levi Strauss, Morgan Stanley, Dean Witter Investments, National Bank of Oman, Pearson Publishing, the Perot Group, South African Breweries, Standard Chartered Banking, Toyota Motor Company, Tokyo Electric Power Company, Vodafone Telecommunications, just swallowed up Sprint through the subsidiary Nextel. That was this week. American Express Bank. Amnesty International. Aspen Institute. The Atlanta Project. The Bilderberg Group. Boston College. British Airways. Canadian Center for Philanthropy, Care International. I mean, I could go on and on with companies that you know. 
BMW, Coca-Cola, Diageo, Ford, GlaxoSmithKline, TRW. The list goes on. I'll be back with more. Closing comments on the new Mojo Radio 640 Toronto. It's a view from space. That's all it is. On us, the West, in earnest. In the meantime, the mass media, movies, music, video games, TV, accustom us to brutality and violence. There's a repetitive and reductive obsession with sex, nudity, and the like. If our leaders weren't Luciferians, the media and the arts would be preoccupied with other things other than falsehoods, ugliness. We would be uplifted and inspired. Instead, we're degraded, distracted, deceived, like people with a terminal illness, like squatters in someone else's universe. Theirs. This is the new Mojo Radio 640 Toronto. This has been a view from space. Coast to coast next. I'm space. I'm out. The new Mojo Radio. 